The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon. What's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, IJ Salveson. Good of you to join us, IJ. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there focused, you know, doing my job, my research, and working on some stuff. And then all of a sudden, I look at the clock. I'm like, it's 401. Wait a minute. Why didn't Eric call me and say, hey, are you going to come do your show? You send me to Siberia, and then you don't even come visit me. You're like my mom and dad. You live like 10 minutes away from me, but you won't ever come over to my home and say hi. Since you moved, I don't see you on my way to the studio anymore. So you just forget, you know what, I'll just let him figure out that it's 401 and we've already started so our you show. You know what, AJ you know Salveson is an AJ adult. AJ Nice joining me at 5 o'clock. He doesn't look like an adult when and he's when clean And when AJ shaven. gets here, I'm going to say, hey, does McCall ever just, you know, do you guys communicate well? Yeah, we do no. great. Really? No, so- we don't. <laughs> I'm expected to read her mind. She did it to me today. She'll go, what's that thing that, uh, you know, what the... Uh, mind freak. Yes! How did you know? <laughs> I'm expected to read your mind. Aren't you guys both in the back part of the building now? Yeah, like yeah, he's, the front well, part, I guess, well, technically. Well, he's more like in Jamaica, and I'm in Siberia. You're like in South America, so you're still within range of everybody else to be able to say hi to them and give, you know, whatever the whole situation. <laughs> but here, like, I'm in Siberia. I'm in my little, little corner just working away, and, like, not a damn word said to me. You're back there watching your TV shows. No, on no, your mini mega no, desk. no. I watched Stone Cold versus Mike Tyson WWE press conference. That's the only thing I watched oh, off record. Oh, okay. Everything else was legit that oh, I was doing. It's off off record. Record. <laughs> hey, AJ Knight's going to join me at 5 o'clock because you're going to be headed to the Jazz game. Big one tonight for Utah. Well, He's on a winning streak. AJ Knight's here in the room now. Okay, fine. We'll have him on our... We'll I have can a, talk about uh, myself in the third person if it we'll, helps. Uh, we'll do a threesome. We'll be all, wait, we'll have... Whoa. We'll have a... Uh, well, a trio show. Trio show. Trio show. <laughs> yeah, right. The three amigos. This is, Got this it. is getting scary. Three stooges. Hey, uh, it's a Black Monday in the Mountain West Conference. Not only that was is kind of... San Diego State like reeling after what happened uh, on what they thought was going to be an easy walk through the Mountain West Tournament, Two head coaches got let go today. Yeah, how about that? Air Force, he's, and this one was a shocker for a lot of people. He'd been there for a while, but Eric, he was great with the media, great with the people, really good to his kids. In fact, the kids, from what I've been seeing on reports, are just stunned. They had no idea that this was coming. They were absolutely shocked, and they're actually pretty upset right now as well. Well, Air Force wasn't a good basketball team this year. No. They, they haven't been a very good basketball team for a little while. Wyoming has not been a very good basketball team for a little while. Now, they were okay team last year. They had a really, really good player, uh, Justin James. He was a really dynamic player and helped cover up a lot of other deficiencies on that, on that squad. But uh, Wyoming, the way they played in the tournament, some people thinking, hey, maybe that coach just saved his job. No, nope. I think they made up their mind before the tournament, and everything that happened was just gravy. Yeah. This is great. That's fun and all, but he's still going to lose his job. AJ, it reminds me of when Tim Durie in his final year here at Utah State, they actually go on a nice little run in the Mount West Conference Tournament. In fact, they beat number 2 seeded Boise State, get to the semifinal, and get clocked by New Mexico. And really, when I, I remember talking to the staff, and they actually thought, you know, we're good. We're going to be staying here. They had a meeting. They were talking about, hey, do you want to go to the CBI? Do you want to go to the CIT? What do you want to do? 
they go up to, uh, from what I've been told, they went to a, a USU officials and they said, we're actually letting you go. And they were really stunned by it. But here's the thing, is that, uh, maybe I'm wrong here, AJ, but three games in a tournament can't make up for what's been going on for two or three years. Yeah, I, I think, Eric, I think you're right. They probably did decide. Maybe that was why they responded. Um, maybe the team oh, knew. Fair maybe the too. team knew he was on the way out, and that's where they found some extra motivation to win those games. Um, but yeah, Ajay, you're probably right. I mean, it's a nice story, but they what they matched basically their win totals in the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> they yes. did the whole season. That's sad. You win two games in the Mount West Conference, and then you win two games in the tournament. But by the way, they gave uh, they gave Utah State everything yeah. and more that they could handle. Like Utah State. You look at the score, and really inside me, and maybe I'm wrong here, you guys. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I the whole time I'm like, Utah State's going to win this game, but it's just by how much and who's going to hit the game-winning shot at the buzzer if we need it. Now, luckily, that didn't really come down to it, but give Wyoming credit for playing loose, free, and just letting it all out. I don't know why it took him so long to actually get to that point, though. Yeah, I had the discussion after, because I, I watched the Utah State uh New Mexico game, and then Wyoming was on after that against Nevada. And it was an interesting discussion I had around the workplace the next day. Like, did you want Nevada to give a better quality opponent if you win, or do you want Wyoming, who should have been an easier path? And I wonder if after the way they were, the team kind of, not a letdown so much, but took a little bit of a breather thinking, okay, we got to get ready for San Diego State. We know we're going to get to the championship game. Wyoming surprised Nevada, and they won against Colorado State, but they're not going to get us. And so I wonder if that was what it was. So with Wyoming, here's some of the details with um, with their head coach, with Alan Edwards. Uh, he is going to be let go. He won't be retained, as they like to say. He had one more year left on his on his contract, and said and they're coming out making it clear: look, we're not going to extend you. Any coach coming in with one year left on their on their contract, uh, that's the time to renew if you haven't already. And if you're not going to do it. No one wants to be a coach with without anything still out there because no one's going to want to recruit to there because there's uncertainty yeah, about his bad future. For the program. So basically, they say, "Look, you got one year left. We're just going to let you go. Uh, he'll be paid next year. He has a base salary of two hundred and twenty grand that he'll get. Um, but he, he's been there for four years, and it, really, Wyoming hasn't been tremendously relevant in the Mountain West the whole time he's been there." No. And, and and the other part to it is, uh, you know, I, I know the kids, I think you told me this, Eric, the kids were trying to back for him, you know, that they said, hey, we want him to be our head coach next year. Do you, though? I mean, is it worth it? I mean, I know you had two great games in the tournament, and there's a sentimental side to it, but once you get back into to regular season play and you're going 2-16 and 16 again, you're you're rethinking that idea. Uh, last year they were nine and twenty four. This year they were eight and twenty four. How do you? There's stick, a decrease. How do you stick with the guy? Yeah, like that? I mean his you first can. two years were were, were decent. Uh, his overall record at, at uh, in four years at Wyoming was sixty wins, seventy six losses. So his first two years were decent, but not great. And then back to back years like that. I mean, if you're a if you're a program that wants to ha- be somewhat respected. You, you don't let that continue. Yeah, that's San Jose State level, by the way. Like that's how bad it is. Yeah, Wyoming has a, a proud basketball tradition. His contract makes it easy, but the other thing too is I remember the, they talked about it a lot in the broadcast for the Mountain West tournament. Their team's super young, so 
there's a chance that if you make the right hire, I think that they could not shock people, but turn around because they have such a young team. So I think it makes sense from a program standpoint for that as well. Well, it's what's happened with Utah State. Yeah. Young group of players coming up. Um, it didn't look like it was a lot of progress uh, with Coach Durier. And really, they were they had him on the cheap. It was easy to get out of the contract, although there was controversy with all of that still. But relatively inexpensive to make that change for Utah State. I think it's a stepping away from the mountain. As like a Purdue fan, like I don't know how close you guys follow, but like when uh, Brom took over the program for football two years ago, everyone said, "Oh man, he could have gotten a better job than this." And they they went six and six. They yeah. went to a bowl and one. Yeah. But I think it just shows the effect that good coaching can have because it's not like he brought in better recruits. The Utah State, I think, is examples a prime one as well. Finding Kata was a big thing for Smith, and he was underrated. But, I mean, look at the difference the change in coaching made for that team. That's a great point. Yeah, that, that's a good that's point. That's a really, really, really good point. But, and, and, again, we found a diamond in the rough, and uh, we actually found two of them. One in Craig Smith from an NAI school, and then, of course, two, as you just mentioned, from Portugal, Namish Keta. And, uh, Let's and, not forget Bean walked on. And, and that's right. And then, by the way, well, Bean walked on, but before, but Durie never really let him see the court for a minute, not even a second. And then same thing with Abel Porter. And then all of a sudden, Smith sees in them that what they can bring to the table, and then within the year, Abel's your starting point guard, and Bean's one of the most productive six men at time last year in the league. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in the country. Top ten. And now they both started this year, and we're well, back-to-back NCAA appearances. It's like you said, you guys talked about, I remember being on with you after the end of last season, how big Taylor's loss was going to be, but pretty much offset by Bean, he stepped oh, yeah. up and then some. You know, what's re- you know what's really interesting is Coach Steele feels like Taylor's that huge loss. Because I, I think he had told us one time, he goes, you know, Cuba's still young, still raw. Dorius is like his head spinning every time he's on the court. And he's, he's slowly getting it. And he goes, we just need a Quinn Taylor. I need Quinn Taylor back. I just need him to dress again, make himself two years younger, and we're good. We're set. So, obviously, I mean, Quinn Taylor, and he said, and Craig said this actually quite a few times, he's one of the smartest big men he ever coached. But, Namiya Keta is the most talented big man he's ever coached. Oh, that, I think that's easy to see. Uh, a couple things uh, with the Wyoming situation. I'm going to get back to these, new co- these two coaches being dismissed. Um, one of the names that's being kicked around. Don't. To go to Wyoming, Tim Miles. Know who I'm going to say is who? I was going to say Tim Miles. Tim Miles. <gasps> oh, are you shit? Yeah, I mean, trapping me. He is out at Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, he's a Big Ten analyst right now. Wait, he I had a lot joking. of success he at Colorado sh- State. He got shafted in the Nebraska situation. Yes, Hold on, I was just Craig joking. Smith are you was his lead assistant for a number of years, and he had hire. great success. It'd be a good hire. He was he was not bad at Nebraska. He would be Oh my gosh, I was just joking because I just saw him on TV and I was like, yeah, "Hey, why is he analyst. coaching?" Oh yeah, my Tim heck. Miles. It'd be a good hire. Okay, so imagine this. Tim Miles, uh Steve Alford, uh Ted Dirch, is it Dirch? Now, how do you say his last name? Uh the San Diego State coach. Oh, it was Dirch. It's a Dirch, okay. Uh so you got three great head coaches right there. If Craig Smith stays, if he stays, that's another one. Like this Mountain West Conference is going to be loaded with really, really good coaching, and I, I still no. think Paul Weir's a part of that category. I know they had some off-court issues, and it translated into the you know into the tournament, unfortunately. 
not having Carlton Bragg. But that's still a very good coach over there. Solid. You have a solid group of coaches in this league. So two have already been kicked out and have vacated their their offices today in the Mountain West. Are there any more that happen within the next week or two? I think Paul Weir keeps his job. That was one of the more hotter, hotter seats. San Jose State's guy, how long has he been there? Ah, that's a great question. Because... And and now, granted, San Jose State doesn't have the money to pay for a new guy. No, they, and they can't cancel they, midterm. Yeah, they, if they, they have a buyout that they have to pay, plus sign it, they can't do it. They don't have the funds. I know that for guaranteed sure. But I don't – I'm trying to think. I, I mean, New Mexico will keep their guy. San Diego State might fire their guy. Just kidding. Uh, Boise State will 32 is not good enough. We need a championship or bust here. Uh, Sandy or no, Boise State will keep the Leon Rice stays, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, so, yeah, I keep think Rice. So. so Leon Rice stays. Um, trying to go through the league here, do Colorado State, Jean Pre Colorado State. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Is their head coach? He'll stay, they can't buy him out and pay for a new guy. Colorado State's coach, who is it again? It's not Larry Stacey, it's uh, no, it's um, uh, it's, it's like a Eastern European name, yeah. And I remember, I remember, like... He's going to stay. As disappointed as they were to lose to Wyoming, <laughs> and they were extremely disappointed, uh, I think he stays. So I think we're good. San Jose's coach was hired in 2017. August of 2017. Man, that's a late hire, isn't it? Yeah. No it chill. is really late. Couldn't get anybody? Wow. Yeah, they waited. Huh. Yeah, I, I think that there's going to be some pressure on Weir at New Mexico. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that they, I think he'll be back next year. But he's a hot but seat. But there's going to be a really, really hot seat and uh, an ultimatum that he's got to hold his team to a higher standard of what they do off the on, court. And off the court. Yep, absolutely. Off the court, too. Or he's done. Yeah. I. It's amazing to me that Carlton Bragg was that dumb, though. Like, you got in trouble once. They, like, I mean, they give you a minor suspension. You come back. And then he just goes off and, I mean, does the exact same thing again. And he's right back in. This time he gets kicked off the team. Like, I just don't know how that happens. But you're right. And then again, on the court, that's a problem, too, because you go to the first round and you beat San Jose State, but they give you a run for their money for the most part and then lose to Utah State uh, in the in the quarterfinals. And that's a really disappointing finish for them. That's not good, and there's and of course their their record was a was a part of that as well. Yeah, uh, it, the the next couple of days could be interesting in the Mountain West. Just, yeah, this waiting period of what happens before the NCAA selection committee thing happens. But um, if any other coaching changes do happen, and then what coaches get get hired, it may still be a couple of weeks because there's a lot of coaches on good teams, even assistants that are still going to be involved in. Stuff for the next couple Man, of weeks. And don't forget, Beeline's probably coming back. He got let go by the Cavs. Oh, that's He's true. That's Barry. right. He's going to be available. Uh, I need you to take off your headphones and close your ears. AJ, <laughs> Craig Smith just made one of the greatest runs in Aggie tournament history. Yes. He probably is making money right now Has to. from other schools who are salivating on trying to get him. Absolutely. Is this Craig Smith's last year, you think? I think so, because I think no. Sorry, Aggies fans. Uh, I think Kate is gone. Merrill's obviously leaving. Um, Porter's done. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that, that. Those are some big losses, right? The, there. The, the, so the only thing I would throw in there is the caveat of you have to know what the other side of the equation is. Yeah. So, like you mentioned, the San Diego State coach, he had a great run. Does somebody convince him to leave the conference? Uh, Craig Smith, I think, is a name that could jump jobs. Beelines may come back, and so there's there's some interesting. Um, you know, you got to know the other side. What jobs are open? Because you know, I think when when Tim, no offense to Wyoming, but when Tim Miles, who I think is a good, probably middle of the road coach, is considering Wyoming, I think that says something for maybe the options that aren't necessarily available. But you got to wait and see what jobs come open. That's true, and I think Tim Miles, if he's smart, waits a little bit yes. to see if there's another power conference school opportunity, fall. right, that opens up. Just nothing really against Wyoming, but. Being able to play in a power conference, your pay is going to be better. Your recruiting is going to be better. Yep. Uh, yeah. What you do on the court is going to be better. So it, it it's yeah. So uh, it it sounds fun. You would be familiar. I think he could step right in and be really competitive. I think it says a lot that he had solid solid programs at Nebraska because Nebraska's football. That's what it is. So the fact that he was able to do something no. Worthy at least a little bit for Nebraska basketball. I think says a lot. I think he'd be a great hire for Wyoming. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, that would be a solid, really solid hire for Wyoming if they could get him. Yeah. I Medved? Is that his name? Colorado State? Say it again. Medved? Sounds about right. <laughs> Give or take. Let's go with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're not fired. I mean, he's not going anywhere anyway. No. Nah. I don't think, I think Tim, man, I was just joking on that. I had no idea he was actually Nico a serious Medved. candidate. Yeah, I had no idea. Wow, that's monstrous if they could get him. So do you think Wyoming knew before the tournament started they were going? I mean, they were canning him no matter what. They knew before the tournament. I think we talked about this just a bit. but My guess is that, that the athletic department had already made up their mind. mind. You only win two conference yeah. games all year. They knew they were done. And in back-to-back seasons that are embarrassing, that no fans are coming to the games. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. You can't go two seasons with nobody in your arena. Yeah. That's true. That's a big problem. That place was empty. It wasn't showing progress. Three years ago. It's one thing to have one bad year and say, yeah, we're having to play a lot of young guys. We're going to change our culture, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But he was trending down, and it wasn't getting any better. Three years ago, that place was decently full when Utah State went there and got smacked around by 25. You know, it was three years ago when that happened, and, and Utah State just got absolutely just whiplashed by them. So, yeah, they definitely been trending downward. That's that's it's obviously the right decision, whether the kids wanted it or not. Doesn't matter. You have to you have to do what's right for the program, and that was the right thing to do. Right, one other thing that's kind of odd today on on this Monday, uh, recapping this really busy weekend. I always look at the net rankings on Monday morning. I get it; they change every day because games happen almost every day. But I always look on Monday morning because there's not much going on Monday and you've already had your week that was, and that's your barometer for how things are trending. Before the tournament, the Mountain West tournament, Utah State was at a 38 in the net rankings. Today, they're at a 40. Someone please help me make sense of that. They just beat a top five team in America. And they dropped. I asked Coach Austin Hansen about that some time ago. He'll be joining our show at 5.15 tonight. Uh, with AJ and I to uh, talk about uh, that incredible turning run. But I asked him, saying, like, hey, so the net ranking say, he goes, dude, before you start, I haven't looked, and I don't care. <laughs> we we honestly just don't care. 
And I'm like, oh, well, that's nice of you. See you later. Great talk. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, and I think that's really the point is like, look, those net rankings are going to move you up and down. Eric, it's like bracketology, right, guys? It, I mean, the, the whole thing is going to shift. You're going to be in the north, south, east, west, midwest <laughs> regions, 7th, 8th, 10th, 9th, 14th, maybe 6th seed. You're going to be all over the place for the next six days until things are settled on Sunday. Yeah, it's like you and I were talking, Ajay and I were talking about earlier, the bracket that he saw before uh, the San Diego State game had Mount, uh, Utah State out. I think first four out, as yeah. I said. Uh-huh. The bracket I saw before they played San Diego State had them first four in. And then, of course, they beat San Diego State, so it's irrelevant because reports I heard were they, as long as they played well, even if they lost, they were probably going to get an at-large depending on the, the tournaments. that net ranking that you mentioned tells you different. If they lose, they're not in. They're an NIT team. Them dropping just because they beat San Diego State tells you enough. Well, I think part of this component is because it's all about who you played and who they played and where did you play them? I mean, there's a lot of different factors. And I think a big part of it is that in the Mountain West Conference tournament, the lower-seeded teams went 5-5. Five and five. A year ago, lower-seeded teams went 1-9. and nine. So Wyoming having their run, Air Force with their upset, even uh, Fresno State, um, and, uh, or excuse me, Boise State with their upset over UNLV, those are all lower-seeded teams that beat the higher-seeded teams. And I think in the end, by aggregate... Then you're deeper into the tournament. You're not playing good teams versus good teams, yeah. and that kind of brings it down a little bit. Not to mention the just the like Wyoming beating Nevada lowers Nevada. Who you yeah yeah that makes yeah. sense. What you said makes sense. It, it, it's kind of convoluted, but it, it just seemed weird on a Monday after Utah State beating the number five team in America. You see the net rankings down, but no, that's a good point. But the, the the other thing too that is good is Utah State is getting votes again. Uh, they haven't received votes here for a little while uh, after their loss to to, um, to uh, New Mexico. Uh, they're getting votes again. Effectively, the 30th ranked team, I think it was, 30, 31st. So, um, so, yeah, Utah State getting, again, some national respect. Got to give you confidence, too, because during the broadcast, they talked about it a lot. And I know on the fan, um, they had uh, – I think it was on Gottlieb's show. They had someone on there, and he was asked, "Give a give a team that you think could surprise in March." And he said it was. Uh, he does the. I think it's Good and Plenty podcast. I think Goodman. I think Jeff Goodman. I think his name. But he said Utah State. He said Sam Rails a card that is one of those guys that can carry a team, and Kate, Kate is a pro. Uh, so with that, they're a team that could surprise, and they're a veteran team. And and you gotta. I, he in the same breath, asterisk here. The same breath, he said San Diego State is a team I would not necessarily bet on. For the tournament, but it's gonna make you feel good. San Diego State was in line to be a one seed. You just beat a one seed, yes. effectively a week out from the tournament, week and a half. Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, five three three eight just texted in. Help me here, guys. Since the Aggies are dancing again this year, what are the chances that Coach Jeff Bezos takes a bigger job? <laughs> Coach Jeff Bezos? Who's that? Is that the guy that owns Amazon? Oh yeah, Bezos is his last name. I think it is Jeff Bezos. Uh, man, that Alexa didn't translate that text very well. <laughs> oh, okay. I was Voice like, to text? Uh, man, that like threw me off. I was like, who's Jeff B? Like, who's? I, I'm thinking of like all our assistants and I got Eric Peterson, Austin Hansen, Dave Ragland. I'm like, who's Jeff Bezos, man? Like, just some guy I haven't met yet hanging out on the bench. Uh, so I'm Assuming going to go Craig ahead Smith. and I'm going to translate Alexa for you, 5338. <laughs> uh, what are the chances Coach Craig Smith? 
takes a bigger job. Was his contract extended last year? I believe so. I don't know the truth to it, so I'm going to be very careful how I answer it. Um, the, I mean, look, the, the chances are what they are. I, it, it, I don't know what jobs are available coming up, and I know I don't think he wants Wyoming. I don't think, with all due respect to Wyoming, I'm sure good people, but no. Uh, I don't think he wants Air Force. Uh, I, but maybe Eric, uh, what about, and this is crazy. <laughs> I'm on board thus far. Utah Utes are struggling. Larry K. I don't know how much longer he gets on the leash and they've got a lot of money over there in Salt Lake city. That's another team that's young too. And with a ton of young talent starring Jackson Branchley, Ryland Jones, Mason Faults of what do they all have in common? They all used to play here locally. What are the chances that he maybe says, you know what? Big money, young talent, power five, still in area. Utah. Yeah. Okay, I, I know Utah fans are like, Utah State fans are about why to wring our necks and, and probably change the channel. Don't, don't group us together. It's just your theory. 610 <laughs> AM KV and you. But no, uh, I don't know. I'm just saying. And But there is, like I said, you know what? He loves Cash Valley. His wife loves Cash Valley. The kids love Cash Valley. He has stated that in his press conference, the last one we had with him. He loves it, loves it, loves it here. So maybe he does stick around. But again, money talks. It, it, it does. And I'm going to say this again. You get tired of me getting on this soapbox. No, I knew you were coming with it. <laughs> you can see it coming. It. Everybody who's listening to the show box. should see it coming. If he leaves, great for him. Yes. If he stays, better for Utah State. Yes. The in-between, let's not fret about it. No, let's fret. That's what sports radio is all yeah, about. Yeah, that's I what mean, we're supposed to do. Everybody's job, got th- – th- I have so many uh, people I hear all the time that are just wringing their hands. Oh, Kata, he was good. He's going to leave. He's going to leave. He's going to go to the NBA. Probably. Oh, Craig Smith, he's, he's such a good coach. He's going to go. <laughs> Maybe. So another but, but a bigger conference is going to take that's him away. That's what we are. Oh, AJ's talked about this with me. We've had a great conversation about it. That's what we are. We're a pedestal. Gary Anderson loved it here. Guess what? Gary Anderson took off and left to to Wisconsin. Got that one wrong, didn't he? Uh, Matt Wells loved it here. He's an alumni. He earned his badges. He earned his stripes. He went to Texas Tech. A 9315 now text in. And he says, so what are the chances that Craig Smith is Stu? And he's there because of Spectrum Magic and not so much for money. I like that. Because, again, he stated, and he <sighs> was sincere. He was sincere about it, though. He said, my wife loves it here. My kids love it here. They're making friends. We love the area. He says it's great weather. Well, I mean, you don't. You know, he said that about South Dakota. Sucks. Did he though? No, I'm sure he did. But you can't be. You're not minus thirty and a blizzard storm. It's great weather here. Utah, Cash Valley, two years ago wasn't that great either. Uh, But here's the thing: you can't be a coach at this level and not have that drive. Be like, okay, I want the next challenge. The only thing for five, three, three, eight. Here's what I would say: it depends, and I know this is a cliche, but it depends on what jobs are open because we already talked about Beeline, uh, San Diego State coach. uh, What is it? Was it Beard at Texas Tech? He didn't leave last year if they went to the national championship, and everybody's like, well, he can recruit. Texas Tech ain't very good this year. Yeah, they're struggling this year. So maybe he's like, you know what, actually, I think I will leave Texas Tech. Because it's still, the Big 12 is Kansas is a conference, and then I guess sort of Baylor. But see, here's the thing is that Utah State now is at the top of the conference. Two years in a row, back-to-back Mountain West Conference champions. Yeah. Two, two years in a row, back-to-back NCAA appearances, first time in 20 years. 
What are the chances, by the way, in that younger class coming up, minus Keta, probably, minus Sam Merrill, yes. That younger class with Alfonso, Justin Bean's going to be a senior as well, but Liam McChesney, Marco Anthony, uh, Sean Berstow. This team coming up, Nigel, by the way, Nigel John, this team coming up is going to be fantastically good. They're going And they're young. What if Craig Smith says, you know what? I like what we have here. I like what we're building here. I love Cash Valley in itself. I'm going to stick around. 5338 response, Stu was a Utah native. Smith is not. Stu's no longer a native Utah or a native Utah, so that didn't last too long after he left. And he was only a native because he was coaching here. Uh, by the way, there's a reminder, Jeff Bezos physically resembles Craig Smith. So that's a good that's, point. That's true. Maybe that that's is definitely true. Really? I need to Google this guy. No, that's that's not wrong. It, yeah. I, I just, Ajay, to your to your point, I think the only way he stays is if he doesn't find an offer he likes. Because the points you made at the beginning of that, the back-to-back appearances, the Mountain West Championships, the 20 years, are exactly his selling points. Look what I did with a program that has struggled at times, to be kind. And look what I've done. Historical significant achievements in the two seasons that he's gotten. If a, if a major conference team is going to want him or take him, they'll want to see that he can win in the postseason. And I'm not just talking in the conference tournament. I agree. I agree. That's a good point. That's a great point. Because Power 5 conferences don't win conference championships and give me a pump of a fist. It's it's If you don't win in yeah. the NCAA tournament, we can't have you. That's, no. a, that's a very, very good Valid I'm, I'm point with you right. bring up. Look at, Let's look stoke at, this conversation up again if he wins in the NCAA tournament in a week and a half. I mean, yeah, just look at Jay Wright at Villanova, his MO up until two years ago, was it three years ago, whatever it was. Can't win in the postseason. That, that was my joke all the time. Villanova, early exit, book it. But then they finally win one. Same as a Purdue fan, same thing with Painter. They finally got to the Elite Eight last year. They couldn't get out of the first weekend. I, I could see a, a Craig Smith dream scenario somewhere in the Big Ten, Minnesota. Northwestern. Patino's going to be short. Somewhere. <laughs> that's where he's from. Yeah. He's a Minnesota guy. I think Minnesota could be interesting. North. Oh, my gosh. Northwestern's terrible this year. They are terrible. They are so bad. But they're not a few years removed from making the NCAA tournament. First time ever. Yeah. I could I could potentially see that. Yeah. No. Other than that, they, they've made you. a lot of recent hires for the rest of the programs. By the way, Jeff Bezo, I just because he's bald, does not look like Craig Smith. It's closer than you want to admit. I, I, man, no. I, as, I, as great as Craig Smith has had in his two seasons here, I think he'd trade places with Jeff Bezos in a second. Just saying. <laughs> Hell, as good as his show is right now, I trade places with Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Look at that. Hey, you know what's you know what's really sad though? We gotta go to break, and this is probably a good teaser to go into break. What happened Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Now we're talking about if Craig Smith's gonna leave. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> let's uh, let, let's What's the take problem care- with the tournament being a week early? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Let's take care of that topic, though, coming up. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, one of the greatest runs we've seen in recent memory from Utah State Aggie team, and led by one guy who is uh, – well, never mind. I can't say that. Uh, led by one guy who's probably one of the greatest ever. We'll we'll get back to that. Uh, Eric France and AJ Knight joins us. I'm AJ Salveson, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson, AJ Knight. 
I feel like I need some kind of an A and a J in my name. Wow, did you come okay. up with that all by yourself? Yeah, just, just thought of it. Just <laughs> it's going to be well, the we, AJ Nugget Show. We, we live in Utah, so why don't we just spell Eric A-R-I-J? <laughs> I like that, man. AJ. <laughs> oh, that's cool. AJ. AJ, AJ, AJ Show. Say that five times fast. <laughs> 9315, by the way, text in during the commercial break. By the way, if you want to text into the show... 435 339 text or 935-texted in. Maybe a player like Sam would have such an effect on Craig Smith that he would stay. I think we've got that coming up next year. I've heard a lot of good things so far about Liam McChesney. I've heard a lot of good things about Marco Anthony. Mm-hmm. I know Sean Barristow's coming through a little bit. I know he, he had that bad injury. He's done probably. I think he's done for the year, actually. Uh, so that's not good, but, uh, yeah, he's got the talent coming up. I think he, I, I really do think he'd be persuaded to say, and then five, three, three, eight comes back and, uh, Utah has not hired a good basketball coach since Rick Majerus. That's actually true. I would absolutely agree with that. Four, three, five, three, three, nine, zero, three, two, one, two, uh, text in Eric. Let's start with Friday night's game. Cause we didn't get a chance to break it down and we'll be brief with it because it was Wyoming. With all due respect to Wyoming, but uh, I give Wyoming credit for playing loose, letting just being free and just giving it what they had left, knowing that no matter what happens, you know their season was going to be over. Um, if uh, you know after the after if they lost and uh, they weren't even supposed to be there in the first place, and then what do you know? Wyoming has a lead in the second half, and I think everyone like the like. There was kind of like this chatter in like it wasn't loud and it wasn't silent, but it was kind of like the fetch is going on. Like was Wyoming actually winning this game? Now the lead only lasted for like twenty five seconds, and then Utah State restored order and all was right in the world, and then we went went away with one and, and won the game. But give Wyoming credit; I thought they played really well. Oh, no, I agree, and um, give Hendricks credit. He was a big part of the run that they had. You know, the local product from Skyview High School. Excited to see him be able to go out like that. Uh, that was a team that liked to put up three point shots, and they were oh, falling. They... they were falling, and well... so they were being out executed in a lot of other ways. But as long as you can hit a three, it's a it's a big equalizer, and they were able to still stay relevant uh, against the Aggies. It, that's what got them their two previous wins, and uh, gave the Aggies a run for their money on Friday. Here's the thing, Eric: is that in that game you threw all percentages out the window, right? Like, there's no way that you came out and said, well, it's about what we expected. I mean, it, it, the Foster kid has scored 4.5 points per game in the regular season. He had 12 in five and a half minutes. 12. And he hit three threes. They had one kid who was shooting 19% from three. He had three threes. I mean, dude, I, there's people pulling it out of you-know-what from out of nowhere. I, it just came out of nowhere from these guys. You know what's really frustrating is how that game finished and just how long it took for the game to come to hit zero. Tell me about it, dude. I was I was on a re- late night. I'm I'm trying to get in to go to the uh to go to the hotel and uh catch me uh you know get some me some slots. pancakes and uh you know sell me some presidential flashcards, if you will. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, then all of a sudden things kind of went like it took, like it, it took what, 20 minutes to finish the final three minutes of game time. 
Yeah, with they had to review stuff. Two, no, fouls. three reviews. We had fouls all over, and then we kept missing free throws too. Like we just we couldn't finish it off. Does the Mountain West change how they do their format next year? No. I mean, Utah State had less than sixteen hours. From the time it went zero yeah. to when they had the new the next game, it doesn't account for the post game interviews. And they went last. Don't know why they went last. Yeah, that, that's, that's another thirty that's minutes. A new you thing this around, year, by the way, uh, to get treatment, to change, to get to the hotel. I was reading something from Sam Merrill. He's he, they, they didn't get to bed until about two a.m. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because they will. So they had to go home, back to the hotel. They went through scouting film of San Diego State, went through a walkthrough, then go through recovery, and then finally get to bed. He said about 2.15, 2.30. I asked uh, Justin Bean. He said 2.30 a little bit after. He had a hard time sleeping. But this game took forever. Eric, Utah State went 25 of 40 at the line. 25 of 40. They shot... How many free throws in the second? I don't even have the number. I don't know how many. They shot a ton of free throws in the second half. What's interesting is that Sam couldn't get a call like in the first half. Could not get a call. Come second half, they're like, all right, let's give him a few calls. Sam just, I mean, is just driving around a screen, gets lightly bumped, whistle goes off. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, this is going to be a long one. Here we go. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, it was 25 of 40, AJ, at the line. And you steal the final score, by the way, of this game was 89-82. Yeah. I don't know. You've kind of seen that. I know you and I talked about it mm, like third of the way, mid-season of the conference season, about the inconsistencies with the calls against oh, yeah. Sam Merrill. I think you saw it a little bit. I know we're talking about the Wyoming game, but I think you saw it a little bit in the San Diego State game. You could just see the switch go off. He's like, all right, well, if we're going to go down, I'm going to go down shooting. And then he was hitting everything. Uh, guys, let's you, – you, I think you're right, Audrey. Let's focus on that the, the tournament as a whole yeah. that happened. The, the legend of Sam Merrill has just been elevated. Oh, that three was to nasty. Such another, oh, it was so such nasty. another level. How he came and took over against New Mexico to bring him from being down – how he took over to seal the deal against Wyoming. How he brought the team back from being down against San Diego State. This guy has to go down as the best Aggie to don a men's basketball jersey. Oh, you know, there was a smart guy on the full court press three months ago. <laughs> said Thank something you. pretty similar. It feels similar. nice to be appreciated, Ajay. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for giving me my credit. Uh Wayne you, you senior citizens the only of 65 is, and over need to seriously no, but, put on your adult diapers and realize, okay, while you are just puking out of your mouth that I said Sam is the greatest idea to, to ever play the game, and listen, and, and I hate to do this, Wayne S.'s life was, was tragically cut short. Yep. Tragically. Hor- just, I mean, sadly. But what Sam Merrill has done in three years, right, he helped that team beat Boise State when Tim Dury's final year here and then led that team through a tournament run last year and just, I, I don't even know, I love what you said so far. Just, I mean, took it to a whole nother level this year. Yeah. What was he set the record? Six he's, straight and by the way, 20 or whatever? Yeah, and by the way, he's number two all-time in Mountain West Conference in assists. 
he's number two in scoring a Mount West conference in ever. What do you else like? He's behind Jimmer for dead. Like, what else do you want the guy to do? Want him to do a handstand like tickling his tummy or something? Give me a freaking break. It would be impressive for him to shoot a free throw that way. I mean, he's, he hits ninety percent of them, so yeah, he's probably a pretty good chance. <laughs> Why not? Still. Why not? Yeah. Just extend the the level of difficulty. But here with with Wayne Estes, what he did, he did it in three years. He was going to be one of the top picks in the NBA draft that year. Sam Merrill is being looked at by scouts. He, I think he can play at the next level. He will. He will play let's, on let's an NBA Let's fix that right roster. now. He will. So there's a difference maybe slightly there in that Sam had four years to do what he's done for his body of work, and Estes did it in three, three and a half. Here's, but at the same time, I think you have to look at what Sam's been doing it against, such a higher caliber level of of competition. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. Like, let's let can we just go through Sam's three nights really quickly? I mean, yes, quickly because we do need to take another break. Okay. So let's go. Maybe go to break and come back then because like this is going to take a whole another segment in itself. What Sam did versus New Mexico in that straightaway game, that straightaway three that he hit to like Wyoming single handedly, slowly but surely getting away from Wyoming and then just taking over a game in the second half is unreal. Like, and the atmosphere there was just buzzing of San Merrill all over, everywhere he went. Uh, I, I want, and I want to look at just his what San Merrill has done in the Mountain West Tournament the last two years. Hey, I like that. Absolutely phenomenal. Like we'll that. discuss that coming up next right here on the Full Court Press. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson, AJ Knight, Full Court Press here on 106.9 The Fan. Also streaming online, 1069thefan.com. It's where you can also find past episodes. Our podcasts are available there. A big week, big weekend this week. Here on The Fan, we're going to have the NCAA selection show on Sunday. You can hear it in its entirety. And then next week, oh my gosh, it's going to be like Christmas. Westwood One NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament will have all of the games here on the fan, your exclusive home here in Northern Utah and Southern Idaho. Uh, it, it's going to be hard to get any other work done next week. So, yeah. I know this is a discussion that can go on forever, forever and ever, but yes or no, is the opening like weekend of the tournament the best sporting event of the year for you? Yes, no. For me, yes. Yes. I think so, too. Yeah, for me, yes, absolutely. Uh, you'll hear all the games. You'll have one of the – you have a marquee game, and then you'll have games surrounding that marquee game that they'll bounce to throughout the uh, throughout that session. There will be a morning session, midday, evening session is how it goes. But you'll hear all the games. And then Eric and I and AJ, you'll be a part of it, too. We'll jump on and give updates throughout the day and our thoughts of how the things and how the games have gone, highlights of those games, and what stood out to us so far You'll hear us three throughout the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now, or I guess Thursday, Friday for the first two weeks. Now, with that, there will be no full court press next Thursday or Friday. I repeat, no full court press Thursday or Friday for the next two weeks after this week. Because we'll be too busy watching games. We will be busy (laughs) watching basketball and yelling at our brackets. Speaking of which, guess what's coming up? It's back. Your favorite game. The zone... The bracket challenge will be coming back. The zone. No, don't stop it. 
So Ajay's been censured for a moment here. You could have at least gone with he's on fire. You're going to pick a basketball term. The bracket challenge. Cash Valley Media Group bracket challenge. <laughs> he's looking at me like he's a disappointed father in his son. So much, so much disappointment. Why do you think I'm here today? <laughs> Eric, maybe I should go to the game with your kid. and You can stay here and do this. It's a good game. I might screw it up and now I have a job tomorrow the way this is going. <laughs> By the way, I'm glad I'm going to a, I'm going to the Utah Jazz game tonight. And I talked to my kids. We looked at this for a while ago, and we just we set, set, settled on this game to go to. And I'm glad we're going to this one now instead of a game maybe later, because who knows if fans are really going to be allowed? Yeah, what's that's going to happen? I mean, that's crazy. a topic for another day, yeah. but it's definitely becoming more and more of an issue. Uh, Ajay, I want to before we get to Sam Merrill, I have to say this real fast. I, despite your little faux pas just a second ago. I still need to give you... All from two weeks ago? From last week. Have those been sitting in your drawer for freaking how long? For a little while, because you left. How dare you? How dare you be an Aggie fan and go cheer them on when they won back-to-back yeah, Mountain West I Championship? I love that. Yeah, you went to Vegas. What did you want me to do? And with this week's <laughs> pick six, do you want to go through that real fast? Yeah, let's do Since it. Since I won't be here next hour? Because yeah. then we get into Sam Merrill. Yeah. Uh, me, me and Nate will have that conversation. So one of them was Sam Merrill minutes versus Wyoming. He needed to play more minutes than he should have, or needed. To, well, Wyoming made him play a lot yeah. more minutes. So neither one of us got that one right. He played thirty-eight minutes, and we set it at like thirty-two and a half. Yeah. Uh, Justin Bean rebounds versus Wyoming. Boy, he was good. He had ten, but I think you set the line at twelve, mm-hmm. and you went over. I went under, so I got that one right. Uh, Brito points on Saturday. You said double figures. He only had three. I went under. I got that one right. You went over. Uh, Namiash rebounds versus Wyoming. Thought that would be in double digits. It wasn't. It was only six. So I got that one. So so far I have three. You have none. I mean, shoot. Gosh, that sucks. You stink at this. Rudy Gobert points at Detroit. He only scored ten. Both of us thought he'd score more than that. So none of us got that one. Oh and then man. Miles Powell points versus Creighton. Please, like, I got one. Eighteen and a half. He only scored fifteen. So you got that one. Right? Oh. I didn't go 0-6. That would have been bad. You had a perfect bracket just the other uh, two weeks ago. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll get you a gift next week. <laughs> that's, that's appropriate. All right. We've got to take a quick step aside when we come back. Uh, Sam Merrill, an incredible conference tournament run. Really the past two seasons. We'll discuss coming up next. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. You know what the worst part about this is it's two on one. I'm my, not. My, my, my whole hosts are stale. I'm, I'm not stale. I just got him today. Not. I'm objectively in the camp that's right. Got him today. So Sam Merrill, last year he was a killer in the Mountain West Tournament. 23 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds against New Mexico. 22 points, 5 assists, and 5 boards against Fresno. 24 points, 1 assist, 6 rebounds against San Diego State. This season... 29 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist against New Mexico. 27 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds against Wyoming. And 27 points and 6 rebounds against the Aztecs. The dude knows when to step it up. Uh, it, you know what I loved? 
I'm it really interested to see who they face in the tournament if they have a defensive killer like Washington again, if he's able to overcome that. This bracket I'm looking at right now is uh, <laughs> it's the ESPN bracketology. It has them in St. Louis in the Midwest bracket as a 10th seed taking on West Virginia. Ooh. Do not like that matchup. Me neither. Uh, Eric, it, it, it's one of the best runs I've ever seen. The fact that when Sam Merrill calls for the ball, just like he did against New Mexico when he called for the uh, ball against Justin Bean, he calls for the ball against for Abel, gives him the ball, and then Abel just goes to one side of the court. They call it 1-4, by the way, is what was what the play is called. 1-4. Everyone kind of goes to the baseline and stands there. And Sam Merrill just says, don't move. And it's me and Fegan one-on-one. Let's do this. And he just, I mean, some dribbles through the legs, two dribbles with the left hand, a step back three. He gets fouled, knocks it anyways. Unreal. Never seen anything like it. Yeah, and he talked about how he initially took away his first move. Yeah. And so he had to go to his left and take it maybe a little bit deeper than he wanted. Plan B. Still worked. Filthy. Is he? Yeah, filthy. filthy. Yes. That's the best filthy. word to That's use. Dollar Dame 3 right there. Crazy, crazy tournament bye, for Utah State. Bye. We'll find out more about it next hour. Stay tuned to preview bye, the Utah bye. Jazz as well. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. In the era of load management, the NBA has come under fire recently. A lot of fire. People say regular season games don't matter, and there's a lot of truth to that. But if you got to watch the Laker players their last two games, you get the sense that it means a lot to them. They entered the weekend 0-3 this season against the Bucks and Clippers, two teams they might have to beat to win a championship. Led by LeBron, the Lakers won both games and made as much of a regular season statement as you could probably make these days. LeBron is yet to rest any notion that Giannis and Kawhi have passed him over. You get the sense his teammates are starting to believe that they can beat anyone as well. Does it mean that this is how the playoffs are going to play out? Of course not. But these two games sent a message. The road to the championship may run right through Los Angeles. And to be more specific, through LeBron James and the Lakers in Los Angeles. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.